Hey everybody, welcome back to Player to Player, the weekly talk show here on Nerdy Northerners. We give you the uh, we talk about the weekly gaming news that you don't want to miss, all the big highlights that have been announced. I'm one of your hosts, Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, Danny. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome back. Wes. Hey everybody, how you doing? And Will. Hello, always glad to be here. Between our experience, we've been in the gaming industry a long time, either as managers of stores, we're developers, or just long-time gaming enthusiasts who have been around and seen a lot to be able to share our opinions on the news and kind of give you an insight, foresight on some things that you might not have considered, might not have thought about. So uh, we're going to kick things off here with a bit of a change-up. We're going to be going over the games that are coming out this week. So there's a ton of exciting content coming out this week for gamers. We're going to go over that real quick before we dive into the other weekly gaming news. So coming out this week, uh, beginning uh, tomorrow, is Splunky 2. Uh, Splunky 2 is available for the PS4 and the PC, except the PC version comes out September 29th. Uh, we also have eFootball, the PES, the 2021 uh, season update coming out tomorrow for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. I want to take a quick moment to talk about this one with you guys. Because we had talked about EA and the repetitive sports titles a little bit ago, a few weeks ago here on our, our podcast. And this one here is literally what I believe EA needs to get into. It's just an update over on the previous game. It's it's just filling in the content. Uh, new roster updates, addressing new uniform changes, those kind of minute things. Uh, what do you think about this, Wes? I mean, I, I think it's nice of Konami to remind the video game industry that they exist and are not doing anything with things like Castlevania and Contra and, <laughs> here and you know, I, you know, thank you for blessing us and gracing us with your presence. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I guess it's it's fine that they're not trying to sell a full retail title for something that's more or less just going to be a, a you know a roster update, um, but. At the same time, I'm not a big fan of Konami these days. Yeah. Silent Hill. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> There's too many great titles that are locked up behind Konami's vault doors. What about you, Will? Uh, pretty much the same as we was saying. And they got so many other things they could be working on. I just I don't know why they're doing this, but. But how do you feel about the sports update? Like, do you think that's the right? The I, right I think it's go? a good idea. I think we've mentioned it before. Like, that's the way they should do it. Maybe right. take two years to make a game, and then like the second year, just do a roster update or something like this, right? But... Yeah, a little bit yeah. more of a development cycle on it. Danny, any last thoughts? I agree wholeheartedly. It does need to just be updates from now on. Yeah. Much much in agreement on that. So good on Konami and uh, the eFootball PES for getting ahead of the game there. EA, take notes. Uh, we have coming up on the 17th a game called Welcome to Elk. It's available for the PC and the Xbox One. Um, looks like an interesting game. I uh, looks interesting. Go check it out. Welcome to Elk. Welcome to Elk. Like the animal? Yeah. Uh, like the animal, yes. It looks like it's on okay. an island, very colorful uh, by the by the appearance I'm getting here. But yeah, coming out Thursday, Thursday release game. And we have a star-studded Friday coming up here. No pun intended. Super Mario, All Super Mario 3D All-Stars is going to be leading Friday. It's coming out. Nintendo just announced it a couple of weeks ago, and it's already here. This Friday, it's coming out. Uh, we also have WWE 2K Battlegrounds. It's being released for the PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. So go take a look at that, as well as the Google Stadia. So go take a look at that as well if you're into the WWE games. This one looks a bit more along the lines of like an arcade style wrestling game, less simulation. You mean it actually looks like it's going to be fun? Right. Well, I think Wes and I have talked about this game before, but it kind of looks like yeah. WWE uh, All-Stars that came out on the 360 and PC. Yeah. And that, that game is yeah. fantastic. If anybody plays anything like that, I am on board. Yeah, just, just as kind of... Those fun wrestling games where you're just, you know, just quirkiness and you know, large heads, large overmassed body sizes. I like, it's just, just fun to kind of throw it down once in a while. I just want like, NBA, since... NBA Jam in wrestling form. That's, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's all I want. We just bring all those back. Good, like you know, bring back NBA Jam. We can bring back uh, NFL Blitz. 
Yeah, I mean, they haven't done hits in like 17 years. Yeah, there's hits. Years, yeah. So. Those NFL Street right. games are good. Yeah, NBA Street. Mm-hmm. You know, combined NBA Street and NBA Jam. Yeah. Jam fights for New York. I, you know, all of these. They are I know that's not sports, but I don't care. That game was awesome. Yeah. Last but not least, though, we have Crisis Remastered. It's also launching September 18th for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. There's a little bit of controversy surrounding that one and the first trailer release, not really showcasing off what Crisis was. Crisis is known for its graphics and just jaw-droppingness of them. Uh, looking forward to playing the remastered when it comes out this Friday. And those are the games of the week that are coming out. We're going to be talking to you later on in the show about the games that are coming out next week to look forward to. And uh, without any further ado, we're going to get right into the thick and heavy of this. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. There's a lot of gaming news that came out last week, especially a certain couple consoles having some details either released willingly or not. Um, but uh, we'll get to that in just a little bit. First on the menu tonight is Cyberpunk 2077's microtransactions uh, are not aiming to be aggressive. They came out and said that their microtransactions, they're going to be having them in the game, of course. They've said this from the start. And as a player of The Witcher, I'm believing CD Projekt Red when they're saying that their microtransactions are going to be more or less the same you see in other games where you're basically paying for cosmetic differences. They're going to have armor, they're going to have swords, they're going to have that kind of stuff. If you want to buy it, add to your game, sure, go ahead. You don't have to. Um, and, of course, they're also going to be having their DLC packages launched alongside that. And, and they're also going to be doing the same thing they did with The Witcher 3 originally, and that is giving out free DLC as well. So, overall... I'm personally, I'm not too uh, too worried about their tra- their uh, microtransaction uh, microtransactions, whether or not they're going to be aggressive. What about you, Wes? I mean, I always get a little leery when when developers and publishers start talking microtransactions, only because I I I, I don't care for them too too much. Even the mm-hmm. cosmetic stuff. Um, I, I I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. I don't know if it was on the show or not, but. Um, while I was playing Ghost of Tsushima, it was I really enjoyed being able to like play dress up on on Jin and like put him in cool hats and mm. like different armor and different weapons and and that sort of thing. And it, it the, the idea like it really sort of struck me that cosmetics are every bit as important uh, as a gameplay feature as as anything else. Like mm-hmm. my enjoyment of the game was enhanced by the fact that i had a fucking cool hat on and yeah. you know it's it like you know it, it's yeah okay like it sounds funny and but it's but it's also like like it's serious like had i had to buy those hats i'd have been like well no i'm just gonna wear this default hat throughout the whole game and just whatever um but i give cd project red the benefit of the doubt because they uh, have earned it over the last, you know, five to seven years or so, uh, since Witcher 2 kind of time frame. Um, so, yeah, I give them the, the benefit of the doubt for now. Uh, and if they fuck it up, then that's on them. What about you there, Danny? What are you thinking on this? Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of microtransaction stuff, but if it gives you, like, like Wes was saying, you know, something... Something that's like cosmetic and something cool like that, yeah, I can understand the attraction. But like you know, doing something stupid is just—I don't know. I, I don't even have a good example of, of a stupid like microtransaction other than I want to say items that you can use in your game mm-hmm. that will advance you in there. But yeah, I'm just not a fan of microtransactions and just don't see the point of it. To be honest with you, yeah, I, I mean. And, and to play devil's advocate on this, you know, I, I'm that guy that would pay. I was just mentioning this actually to Will earlier. Um, World of Warcraft's a game that I never went around and collecting a lot of memorabilia for, but I did spend a lot on the mounts and the other, you know, the pets and all that kind of little doodad add-on stuff. And you know, I, I mean, like you know, it's one of those things. Like you know, it, it, it could have, should have just been in the game for free. I bought it. I paid for it. I don't know, it, it, it added to my enjoyment, and along those lines, too, it's like the, you know, 
um, almost like the freemium games like Fortnite, where they're capitalizing kind of on that. Like, well, here's a free-to-play game. You don't have to spend a dime. Play our game as much as you want. You don't have to, to, to spend a dime. But if you want to, then we got this pretty cool office feed to wear. Yeah. So, well, same, the same could be go, uh, could be said for the that new game, Spellbreak. It's the exact same thing. Lots of cool armor, lots of cool stuff you can get, but you got to pay the money for it. Or put yeah. in the time too, like because you can get it like in Fortnite, you can get it with their their coins over time. It's gonna take you like a... it's the, it's the same. It's the same as Spellbreak. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about yeah, you? I mean, well, Dota Two did that as well, right? Like Dota Two was the same way. It was free to play, but you know you could buy yep. the, 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 the costumes and the different spell effects and different map yeah. overlays but, and that kind of thing. And then Dota does like the it's almost like loot box system, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, for heroes, you can unlock and special skins, and they really do something weird around the Dota tournament as well, too. Like where you get like signature cards and with the compendium and like player cards. And mm-hmm. There's a lot of microtransactions in Dota too. There are, but I I also kind of feel like the game's free. So and, yeah. and all of the all of the heroes are free mm-hmm. and that sort of, like you can just straight up play that game for free and never give them a dime if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know, I kind of feel a little better about it there. But I, I you know, I, I also see that you know there, there's issues with the, with loot boxes and random chances and things like that getting close to gambling yeah. and that kind of thing too. I think that's where me and microtransactions draws the line. It's in the where I don't know what I'm getting. If I'm buying something and I know what I'm getting with that money, I think I'm okay with it. You know, I'm, I'm buying that mount, fifteen dollars, sure, whatever. I've got that wicked cool mount. But if it's, you know, we can buy five boxes for a chance of getting this mount. It's like, okay, that's. I think that's what gets me. What about you, Will? Um. I, I can I understand both points about microtransactions. Um, there, there's a degree, right? Like if you get a game that just comes out, say like um, the Avengers game that just came out, right? Uh, and then they have skins they're immediately selling day one online. I kind of have an issue with that. Yeah. If it's like a package, like a DLC update they release later that's free, and they're like, hey, we added these things, you can buy them extra. I kind of get it because there's time and effort and resources put into making those skins. Um, so it, I'm okay with it for the most part. Like, honestly, I've probably spent a few hundred dollars on Overwatch loot boxes. So I have to be okay with it because I spent <laughs> <laughs> Is that how that works? A little bit, just so you can yeah, sleep at night, right? How they want you to rationalize it, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I gotta justify my purchases of watching exactly. a shiny loot box open and get nothing out of it. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of like, you know, it reminds me too of like, uh, again, EA in their games. Um, speaking of which, we'll bring this up next. Madden NFL 21 was the best-selling game of August 2020. And, and kind of what baffles me about that is, one, the horrible reviews it received. Yeah, but you get those football diehards, man. You do. Yeah. Yeah, they'll buy it no matter what. But that's another yeah, game. Like, a good chunk of that audience doesn't. It isn't looking at the reviews, right? They're just like, yeah. hey, the new Madden's out. But, gotta get mad. but those yeah. games, they, they're another break because they're in that same loot box kind of category. But what gets me is it's like it's day one. They're getting you with the, the futs if you're like the football ultimate team, the Madden ultimate team, or the hot, uh, hockey ultimate team. Like, no matter what, day one, like uh, – one of my one of my buddies, he you know came to me. He's like, "Oh man, I did it! I did it! I just I went and bought Madden Ultimate cards. Oh no!" And I'm like, "Well, you know what? It's it's just it's." And he's like, "And I barely got a good person for it." He's like, "I barely upgraded." And I'm like, "Yeah, fifteen dollars. So who feels good? <laughs> like, you know, you could have fifteen dollars again and maybe get some. Yeah, uh, maybe exactly. right. And and the thing, uh, but the the thing is, there's people wanting to spend money on that stuff, no matter what, right? Yeah. Like loot boxes, cosmetics, mobile games do this huge too, and they're a big business, right? That's and, only and run on. I, I feel at some point with that stuff, you got to say if people want to spend their money on it and they find some enjoyment out of it, and it's not, you know, uh, hazardous to them, like you know, to a fault, like they're purposely limiting stuff that you keep spending money on, then that's. You know, hey, spend your money how you want and whatever makes you happy with getting stuff, right? The number one law is of supply 
and demand. That's right. When there is a demand for something, somebody will supply. You want skins for your characters? We know you do. Yep. $5 and a skin. Woo-hoo-hoo! Time and time yeah, again. Like, I feel like the... the... I feel like some of the games prey on the predatory side more than more than others. Like I think NBA 2K has kind of gotten like I, I'd say like super close to the line where it's just outright gambling, but they straight up had a slot machine in the last version of the game, so like they crossed that line. <laughs> a little bold. You know. Yeah. yeah. And a it, like it's it's uh what like an E ten plus game or something like yeah. that, a rated yeah. for everyone. So, you know, at a certain point it's like, okay, now you're just you're pushing gambling on, on what is this? What could be kids, mm-hmm. you know? And that's where I start to get uncomfortable with the whole thing. And and yeah. that stuff can just it can be gamed. It can be, you know, under the hood. You don't know what's happening. You know that that shit can change. They they can do whatever they want. You know, and, and give you whatever they want. So the establishment's been doing that for a long time, Wes. Vending <laughs> machines. That's where your kids are doing that. Pop in that twenty five cents. Maybe get a toy. Right. Yeah, but I had to. I had to get the twenty five cents somehow. I couldn't just like my parents weren't putting their their credit card number into the uh, the, sl- the vending machine for me, so I could just keep <laughs> turning that thing. Yeah, yeah. Said yeah. he had to steal from their change jar, right? Exactly. Quarters in there, and I was spending those at the arcade. <laughs> See, that's how they get you when you're younger. Now you're older. You're like, well, fifteen dollars. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it's, the same logic right there, that's for sure. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. It's just a much easier scale for them to, to or much easier to make that scale huge, I guess, yeah. is the the way that Probably is. Capcom 2 had that, too, on the Dreamcast version, where you had to unlock the characters. <sighs> it would literally drop out. You spend money from playing, and then you put it in a vending machine, and it would maybe give you a new color palette or a new... Yep. Jet, mm-hmm. uh, fighter or something. Yeah, if publishers can can find some scheme to get money, they're they're gonna go for it. And yeah. I'm I'm sure we will talk about that a little later when there's uh, regarding other news. Right. Oh yeah. Speaking of that, we're gonna move on. Danny, I'm gonna hit you up first with this one. We got some Nintendo news coming around the corner. And right. this one you were particularly uh, excited for when it was announced. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity has been mm. announced. It is set 100 years before Breath of the Wild takes place. Danny, I'm going to hand this one off to you, and uh, I know you were excited for it, so run with it, buddy. All right, so yeah, uh, that got announced like uh, Super Mario 3. Uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars came out of nowhere. Uh, basically, uh, you know, I'm going to... Hyrule. This is Hyrule yeah, Warriors. This is Hyrule Warriors, so this is... <laughs> Well, I'm just saying it's like oh. this. This was, um, it's not a Zelda game. I'm just putting it out there. This is Hyrule Warriors. This is a Dynasty Warriors style game. You originally had it. Yeah, it's, there you go. So basically, we had uh, it came out originally for the Wii U. Came out again for the Switch remastered, or you know, you can call it remastered if you want to. It doesn't really. I don't know how it's remastered, but with with some new characters, we'll put we'll put it that way. Uh, so this, yeah, this one is a hundred years takes a hundred uh, place a hundred years before Breath of the Wild. So we're gonna get to see that story of what happened. We do see it in Breath of the Wild, but you know it doesn't really expand too much on it, which is gonna be nice to see what happens. Um, the one thing I noticed too is that I guess apparently the um, this one is gonna be more influenced with Nintendo, not as much with Team. Um, I can't remember who does it. Is it Team, Team Ninja? Ninja? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay, so Team Ninja. Uh, I know that uh, this one is more Nintendo's work than Team Ninja. They're still in the collaboration, but it's focused more on Nintendo, so we might okay. see a difference to it. So it might not be as um, open and as diff- as The first, the Hyrule Warriors game, it, it's great, but it does get a little bit repetitive. It gets a little boring at times. Uh, I, I know I stopped playing after a while. Um, this one looks like I said it's going to be more Nintendo style, maybe more story oriented, uh, a different type of way to get through to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a Zelda game. For a year, I didn't think we were going to have anything come out from Nintendo, especially you know first party titles. So it's it's good to see that uh, you know they couldn't move ahead with production on their other 
triple uh, a title games because of what's what's happened this year so uh they they went to the drawing board and they decided hey you know what we're gonna bring out this super mario 3d all-stars we're gonna make this new high warriors game mm-hmm. uh and a few other games so they they took advantage of something that you know um that i think people didn't expect so it's good to see that they have something to fall on this year especially if the uh if uh, both systems, the Xbox uh, Series X and PS5, come out, you know there'll at least be something uh, for Nintendo fans as well. And good thing too. I mean, uh, especially up into the holiday season, there wasn't a whole lot known about what they're going to be releasing in tra- traditional Nintendo style. Wa bam, wa bam, they hit us hard. What do mm-hmm. you think about the titles they've launched, Wes? Are about to release? Uh, I mean, I, I I'm not a fan of the 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 Musu the the Dynasty Warriors games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I find them super boring. Um, but that being said, like the trailer for this made me super interested. Yeah. Uh, probably not enough to actually pick it up, but you know, like the the idea that I and, and Danny, you can probably answer this uh, for me. The does the the original Hyrule Warriors does it? actually take place somewhere in the zelda canon like is, is um, there a, a game that you can kind of anchor that one to really it it doesn't really no it, it's basically it, it takes elements from you know what we know of uh but it does not reference any of the games it, it is it's a it's his own story it takes place in its own world as how it works so it's okay. not it's not canon at all no Okay, uh, and I, mean, I think that's probably what what kind of uh, kind of hits for me a little more with mm-hmm. this one is just that they're 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 putting it off of an existing Zelda game uh, that already has like that that more a little bit more of a story than than some of the other Zelda games. They all kind of follow a similar story. This one has. Uh, is sort of almost like a sequel to that story mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. It's it's interesting to to see it was interesting to see hyrule from that standpoint of like hey the end of the world happened like 100 years ago um and it's it's kind of interesting for them to then revisit that and say hey we're gonna we're gonna make this whole other game it's not a zelda game but it it fits more in line with what you sort of envision the events of that calamity to be yeah Uh, and i and for me like that was that was enough to make me interested like I, i like i said i probably won't buy it but I'll definitely check out some streams. I'll be I'll be checking out some gameplay once that releases because I'll, I'll absolutely be interested to see how it turned out. Well, I'll be streaming it if you want to see. Right, it. There, there you go. Yeah, I'll be able to watch it. Watch it. Danny stream when that when that comes out. Yeah. I will be there. So, uh, what about you there, Wes? Or sorry, Will? Will on the uh, Hyrule Warriors? Uh, I, I'm also not a fan of those type of games. Um, I, I'll say I'm a fan of those games up for the, like the first ten minutes. Uh, when I get that kill counter up, and you're like, "Yeah, hundred guys, I killed a hundred of them." And then it's like a thousand guys. You're like, "Yeah, okay. uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I killed a thousand dudes. Great, uh, killed the uh, country now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and it took me five Am minutes. I the monster? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> just awful. And um, you know, it, it also has like the weird. You have to do like weird little side quests that it doesn't really explain much in game i was lost so many times on that game so i had to uh had to check it up online because i was i had no idea what the hell was going on i know there's a market for it for sure there's a lot of people that like the dynasty warriors games yeah uh, just never been my thing unfortunately as as, uh, as cool as it does look so I got one more thing to talk to you guys about before the break we hit, and then uh, I'm going to quickly read off a few other little small pieces that are just quick and small, and then we're going to get into more of our conversation uh, after the break. But uh, before we do that, again, Danny, got another one here for you, uh, uh, for you to uh, get first crack at being a Nintendo fan that you are. Nintendo has reportedly been asking developers to make their upcoming games 4K ready. Suggesting mm-hmm. and more or less hinting to the Switch Pro rumor that's been circulating for the last several amount of months. Um, I mean, personally, I, I have to say that I, the Switch Pro has been something that I mean we've known about and talking about here for a while. I think it's kind of inevitable. They there's too big of a technological gap 
between the Switch and the upcoming systems. I mean, 4K is here. It's got to play 4K. Um, but it's going to be good to be able to have a system that you'll be able to take all your older Switch games, Legend of Zelda, you know, Breath of the Wild, your Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, your Mario Kart 8, and still be able to play those on the newer system. Maybe some uh, high gra higher graphics. Maybe they're going to up them up. I'm not sure, but uh, we'll have to wait on more information for that. But Danny, uh, for you from the first crack there, how are you? Are you excited about this, or would you consider taking your Switch and upgrading it? Is that a thing you're into? Oh, uh, I, I think you know that it's uh, it's definitely not going to be uh, it's not going to be sold. I'm definitely keeping it, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in this. Uh, you know, like yeah, we, the four of us have talked about it before, and yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where. Uh, Nintendo does need to come out with its for with the 4K system. Um, whether or not it's it's going to happen, um, that's one of those things, right? We don't know yet. Um, but it does help those rumors, right? So uh, the rumors have been circling around. We've all read them. We all know about them. Uh, and uh, I'm sure that if Nintendo is starting to uh, push its third party publishers to do this, uh, they must have it planned. They must know you know, that they're going to do it, whether or not it's going to be anytime soon, or if it's going to be something that's going to have to wait until next year because of what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. um, we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see, but yeah, I'm definitely excited for it. I'll definitely buy a uh, switch pro when it comes out. Uh, I hope it doesn't call it switch pro. Uh, I want it to I want a cooler name, but, and uh, you know, I can't, uh, can't relate to uh PS4 pro. So I, I would, I would love to see one. And yeah, I'll definitely buy one for sure. All right. Well, you've got the switch. You've got the Switch Lite. What could this upgraded model be named? What do What do you think? Switch Extra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Flit Switch 4K 64 Plus. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. The Switch U. Yep. Oh God. Switch, <laughs> switch brighter. Oh. What about you though? Well, does this? Would you? I know you, you're kind of somewhat playing Nintendo. I know you've got a Switch. Would you trade in your Switch for this upgraded Switch, or would you kind of hold on to yours? What would you do? It depends. It really. It's such a weird thing for me because then you have to think that if they're going to do a 4K Switch, it would have to run 4K in portable as well, right? Which I don't know if it's running that much more horsepower behind it. The battery life is going to be significantly less. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially if they haven't really worked on that either. I, I would assume you might have to run 4K. Um, I mean, in, in portable mode now, mm -hmm. it doesn't run 1080p. Yeah, so no. it could it could just be 1080p in handheld mode and and 4K. Or like, who knows? It, it 4K upscaled. But that's like that, that's say... a big jump, though, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's four it times the processing power, to, and the the dock doesn't really do a whole lot, right? Well, if you're just doing the upscaling and you're not like actually, uh, genuinely the game at 4K. They, yeah, they I mean that's, from that's, 1080p to 4K though. That's I don't know. It's it's four times. Well, what if this? Yeah, uh, like it's it's, a, it's it's the same aspect ratio, so it it does scale. Yeah, it just but, seems like a lot. Like that's a big. Sure. Mm -hmm. well, it just seems say, too big of a jump for. Me. Sure. What what if? this we you know we're thinking it's a switch that you can play a portable and and uh you know uh, plug to the tv what if this console is just for at home play and not for uh not for a portable because i don't see the battery life being able I, to handle it honestly if that was the case i would prefer them to call it a different switch uh, system because yeah. Yeah. that defeats the whole per name, naming scheme of calling it a switch yeah i have I have trouble seeing, I have trouble Nintendo <clears throat> seeing Nintendo dropping the portability. Yeah, yeah, that's been a big factor for them. Well, that's I, I agree I with Danny that like that, that could be the way they're going, but it would it would very much surprise me. If I play my Switch ninety percent of the time, maybe ninety five percent of the time in handheld mode. Mm -hmm. I rarely have ever hooked up to my TV. Yeah, you know, especially with me too. More and more, I'm finding myself like less on the tv so my kids are getting older i've got eight i've got an eight-year-old and a five-year-old and they, they they both take their turns by the playing games or watching tv so i kind of gradually even more i'm just you know if i, if I got my switch there i pick it up and just play it on my handheld 
even when we do our let's play Pokemon, I play it on the handheld for that for the two hours, no problem. Like it's, you know, I I, I think yeah they they lose too much portability and that's their big thing. Like we're talking you know like continuing on as a console, like that's like, Nintendo can always continue on because they're the console that you take on the go. You don't take an Xbox yeah. on the go with you. You don't take a PlayStation on the go with you. you. Take a Nintendo on the go with you though, and those games are on the go. They're fun, you know. Um, They've carved out a separate market for themselves that's kind of diversified themselves from the Xbox and the PlayStation. Yeah. Where everybody's like, I can have one of those and I'll have a Switch or a Nintendo yeah. product, right? Yeah. yeah. I think that I think that there's been enough time in between the and, and for certain parts of technology. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, I was reading something about the uh the video graphics cards and and I'm not I'm not the most technical on these terms, but there's something there's something that they're able to do now where achieving 4K is easier on like a like a base application kind of style. Do you guys know anything about that at Westwell? Uh, so there is um, there is a rendering technology called the LSS. I think um, that's it. Which generally is, it, you you are rendering the game internally at 1440p. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it is doing some magic to it and outputting at 4K. Um, the advantage that you get is that you actually get increased frame rate because the game itself is only is only rendering at 1440p. Mm -hmm. So it's much easier for the, the graphics engine to handle in terms of what it's sending to the GPU. Uh, and then the GPU does its stuff to, out, uh, to output at 4K. And you get pretty reasonable uh output to to native 4k and you get an increase in in performance uh like the the difference in in visual quality be between native 4k and dlss is pretty minimal i've i've watched some some tech breakdowns of uh like death stranding running with it mm -hmm. and it's almost imperceptible you so know, i heard you can see little bits but man it's small yeah i've heard with like fast-paced stuff though it causes a lot of like blurring issues and it can cause some like shimmery sort of yeah. stuff to happen, um, it, where where things kind of look like they're covered in water from a distance. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean it's not it's not exact, um, but it it does give you that 4K output without requiring the the beefy uh, tech uh, the beefy hardware to do it. So I mean that's some that, that's a way that Nintendo could possibly go on this having something like that inside of their Switch or again they just go in with a like a just a heavier thing in general like maybe they just make it like the Switch Ultra and this thing's it's gonna be twice as heavy as a Switch man. <laughs> I was gonna say it's gonna have to be fairly fairly good size to yeah. do that. I don't know how how small they've gotten that die down to to be able to do it. That's that's the only thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't. I'm not sure if I'm going to cut into other news, but there was NVIDIA bought that uh, factory too, right? Which uh, starts making claim to they do a lot of production for Apple and Nintendo products. Mm, sure. Sure. Maybe that they're trying to get in on that. like a custom chipset or something like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So. But we're going to be heading to our break here in just a moment. I'm going to quickly read off a few of the smaller things uh, that we didn't get a chance to discuss in this beginning portion, but. It's kind of like the filler stuff in case we ran out in this beginning part. Um, Skull and Bones is back in uh, full production. It has a new vision. They've ha added new people onto the team because basically they were trying to figure out how to modernize Skull and Bones for the you know age that we're in right now, trying to make it cool and fun. And they feel that they, in order to reach the potential what they thought, they needed to kind of restart and and uh, so. We're gonna be hearing we RGB pirate ships. I'm sorry. So do we get RGB on our pilot ship, uh, pirate ships. You know, we get some strobing pirate ships. It's <laughs> modern thing, right? La, 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 la. Did I, I did I miss that game releasing? Uh, no, it's not been released. That's the thing. Is okay. that so? Okay. Uh, this has to do with the Ubisoft forward. We're gonna be discussing oh, after the break here. But um, yeah, so Skull and Bones. There wasn't anything showing off about it at the Ubisoft forward. There's questions as to why there wasn't any, and that's why because. Skull and Bones is kind of going back to the drawing board. They say we're going to have to hold on and wait a little bit more, possibly next year, uh, for more information on Skull and Bones. Um, Breath of the Wild 2 fans will have to wait a little bit longer for new updates. Obviously, Nintendo has a lot coming out in the next couple months, and they are letting the Legend of Zelda fans, Danny, <laughs> know that uh, we're going to have to wait a little bit for some more Breath of the Wild news. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm okay with that. 
yeah, I am too. To take their time, make it a great game, like the first one was, and uh, no, there'll be no hard feelings with any time taken to do that. Last but not least, Ninja returns to Twitch after leaving Twitch to go to Mixer late last year and sign a contract with Microsoft Mixer. Once the platform shut down, Ninja found himself kind of wandering between the two, wandering between YouTube and Twitch, and he has now signed a multi-year exclusive deal with twitch so ninja's back on twitch go find him over at uh, on his twitch channel obviously and uh we're gonna be going on a break now folks in a couple minutes we'll be back and sharing with you more of the gaming news that you don't want to miss see you soon hey everybody welcome back to player to player our weekly talk show here at nerdy northerners where we discuss the weekly gaming news that you don't want to miss i'm joined by my co-host danny west and will Always a pleasure, guys. Always good to be here. Mm-hmm. So, we're, we're going to be quickly going over uh, the games are going to be coming out within the next week. Uh, we're changing up here just a little bit and dealing this info out to you guys. So, coming up next week, we have a slew of titles. We have uh, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Room. It's a PlayStation 4 exclusive title. It's going to be launching next week. Um, that's a Tuesday release. We have Halo 3 ODST, which is going to be arriving on the Halo, the Master Chief Collection for the PC. Very excited to dive into that again myself. Very, very excited. Uh, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw is going to be on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch on the 22nd. It's a mainly console release. We also have Gnomes and Goblins, a PC exclusive. It's a VR adventure on the PC. That is September 23rd, so a Wednesday release. We have Serious Sam 4 coming out for the PC and Google Stadia. That is on September 24th. That's a Thursday release. Same thing with Tears of Avia. That's going to be on the PC and the Xbox One. And uh, not obviously not this Friday, but the following Friday, we got a couple of big titles launching, uh, depending on uh, where you fall in the... The uh, the what do we what do we demographics maybe we demographics on these titles but we have Mafia Definitive Edition PlayStation 4 Xbox One and PC launching on the September 25th Port Royale 4 for PS4 Xbox One and PC and we also have DreamWorks Troll Hunters Defenders of Arcadia for the PlayStation 4 Xbox One PC and Nintendo Switch all on the 25th of September lots of games coming out. And, of course, we're not even in the heavy-hitting months of October and November. So, uh, lots of good titles, lots of good titles. Moving on, though. Obviously, you want to get some more of the gaming news here. And we're going to get right into the thick and heavy of this. There was, some, there was a particular console that was leaked last week. And that is the Xbox Series S. It was, it was leaked last week, and now we know a lot more about it. And it actually forced Microsoft's hand in terms of them revealing the rest of of their Xbox Series presentation, or at least the pricing of it. So we know what the price is. The Xbox Series S, X, sorry, will cost $499 US dollars, or for those up in here in Canada, that's $599. Now, an interesting note here is that there is a conversion rate of nearly 40 or I believe it's, it was $40 or $60 that uh, we're saving on this. It's, uh, it's, I think it's rather nuts. Yeah, $60. There's $60 that Canadians save by the conversion rate on this. So so I find that's nuts. That they're like, yo, you guys get to save $60 compared to your American friends. Yeah, go Canada. It's about time to get something. Right? So again, $499 US for the Xbox Series X. Five ninety nine Canadian for the Xbox Series X. Now, when the Xbox Series S uh, comes into consideration, that one is going to be two ninety nine US dollars or uh, three seventy nine Canadian. And on that, not saving as much. Only a fourteen dollar difference there uh, in the exchange that is saved. Kind of surprised that it didn't just go for the three ninety nine, but you know what? They're giving Canadian savings, so I have to say we'll take that on behalf of uh, all of us here. Um, Will, you and I talked about this though a little bit in the uh, the Nordling Hub and on our Discord about this reveal and how it kind of, in a way, cost Microsoft. Do you want to explain some of your thoughts on that? Oh, uh, 
Well, first off, like leaks and reveals suck. So I hate when you see it, especially for big things like this. But uh, we were talking about, because Sony is ramping up for a uh, conference tomorrow, uh, supposedly talking about... Wednesday. Wednesday. Or Wednesday, sorry, yeah. Um, and then they're showing off like their marketing stuff for it. And it got to me thinking that Microsoft probably had a whole lot of marketing stuff planned to ramp up the, the excitement for the announcement of the console. And because of this leak, all that's kind of gone to waste, right? Because no. even if they show it now, it's kind of taken the wind out of their sails. Yeah. It's very uh, flat. Yeah, unfortunately, right? Because it, like there's that build up. You're like, oh, they're they're coming. They're in, you know, they're teasing it. You know, they get that announcement, but now they're just like, it, it came out on Twitter. Yeah, okay, here's the price point for the Series S, and then yeah. a couple days later, oh, here's the price point for the X, and it's coming out November 10th. Yeah, pre-orders open up September 22nd. They open up in uh, 10 days. But there's no Shit. spectacle, right? Like, right. It, it yeah. just It was taken away from it. Yeah, and it's such a, so unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot lost there. Wes, I know you're a developer and, uh, you know, these kind of things, you never like them happening. You know, what are your thoughts on here? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, like, like Will said, I mean, leaks suck. Uh, like we do, uh, we do stuff to make sure that, that our things don't leak. You know, we have a community that gets excited as we kind of lead to certain events and certain, uh, certain points in the year and, and they get excited and we do our very best to try and, and, limit the amount of stuff that gets out there um ours is kind of an ongoing uh, ongoing thing so it's it's a little harder but mm -hmm. um but yeah it, it like it sucks i mean a lot of people put a lot of work into uh like the the, the pacing and the 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 sequence of these reveals and yeah when it when it gets leaked like that it sucks um that being said they probably should have done this a lot sooner um mm -hmm. They, they kind of sat on this for a long time, and I, I had felt like we were stuck in this ridiculous game of chicken between mm -hmm. uh, Sony and Microsoft, where, you know, it, it, Microsoft didn't want to get burned like they got burned last time. Um, the, the Xbox uh, One versus PS4 reveal was just a disaster for, for Microsoft. You know, Sony was all over them in terms of the pricing, in terms of the messaging, in terms of, like... Everything games trading games like all of that stuff like just just microsoft just just got burned in, in every direction for that um, I, I think one of the most memorable uh memorable interactions during that 2013 uh showcase in that e3 was when the playstation 4 reps went to go and show you how to share games on your playstation 4 so here's how you show yeah, games on your playstation 4 <laughs> i'll never forget that that was, actually, that was actually pretty funny yeah right but, yeah, yeah, that, was, was like, that was recorded that day like, yeah, yeah, I heard it was like last moment after they heard yep. the Xbox off, and they're like, "Hey, this is going to be easy, simple, and get the point across." And yeah, it worked. Adam Boyes just saying like, "Hey, shoot, come over here, let's do this thing." Like, and it looked like it was recorded off of someone's cell phone. Like, it was, yeah, it was such a bad, like, it was such a good dig, you know, like you you felt the burn, but at the same time, you're like, you know, Microsoft did this to themselves, yeah, uh, and 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 sony just just tore them apart so yeah. i mean I, I i understand the reluctance but and and clearly like sony was doing the same thing um i i feel like sony didn't want to give microsoft that opening mm -hmm. so they were kind of biding their time as well but yeah like it, it was like hey guys it's september like do, yeah. do you want us like to buy this thing because we need to know when yeah at a certain point like am i going to be at work that day like and you just tell me oh yeah it's out like like the Sega Sega Saturn, it's out today. Yeah, yeah that's it exactly what happened. <laughs> On that point, too, though, if you think about it, like people who are wanting to buy it have been planning to buy it already, right? Like all of us, we, we know it's coming. We're already ready to buy it. We're just like, hey, we're gonna throw money at you as soon as you announce it. And I'm sure yeah. there's probably millions of others to do that too already, right? Like. Is it going to hurt them even if they waited a little bit longer or not? Mm -hmm. Even if they said like a month before release, would that change your idea of buying it? Even though you sound like you probably already made up that decision. I, I think if you if you want to go that route, and and I think you mentioned this as well in, in the Discord, going like the the iPhone route where it's announced and then it's released a few weeks later. Then if you want to go that route, then okay, but then you need to commit to that announcement 
a few weeks or like or a month earlier. You can't announce the Xbox Series X in December and yeah. then wait ten months, you know, before you you say anything again about like its its price or its date. Yeah. That, well, I, then, I see. I, I was going to say I think that really it, this is really more for that uh, you know the uh, the parents. I think um, you know having it so close. We know that a lot of a lot of parents don't keep up with this type of stuff, especially if they're buying it for, you know, for uh, a younger audience. Um, they need to be reminded about these systems coming out because I can assure you when it hits that December time, uh, half of them don't even know what the heck uh, an Xbox Series X or uh, an Xbox 360 or an Xbox uh, One or whatever the hell it's going to be. Like, they have no idea. So I, they need to have yeah. some marketing to, to actually get... The point this, across that is, with with Xbox, they need to clear up that they need to make that messaging clear because yeah. all of those names sound the same. Yeah, yeah it's a confusion. So many parents are going to go in and say Xbox, what S, Xbox. I can tell Xbox you, yeah, sure, it's got an S. Yeah, that's right. I can tell you, I've already had somebody asking me like, like I I, uh, I posted on my uh, my business page. I said, hey, you know, you know, I, I did like a Microsoft revealed their thing, and so I was like, hey, Sony, your turn. Like something just to, you know, easy clickbait for my business page. People commenting on one lady's comment. So what's the difference between the Series S and the One S? And it's like, well, I mean, like they're both white. Uh, they're both Xbox. <laughs> they're pretty they much the same thing. Play the same games, ish, and yeah, sort of. Very confusing messaging right now surrounding the Xbox consoles. I think it's a very poor choice going with the series names. Just reminds me of the Wii U, yeah, and the Wii era. Um, I think we're gonna have a lot of issues. But I mean, to, to, to both your points there too, there's definitely something there. Where Danny on Danny was saying before the consumers and them being able to have the kind of information available and. But, and I know, will you mention this where it's like, you know, um, you already know which console you're buying, like the console wars. Like, I, I still have to say, I think there's a lot of people on that fence where like they're not sold on one system yet. I mean, there's a lot of people that have decided on a system, but I think there's yeah. still, you know, a, a fair amount of people are like, ah, well, you know what? Like, I don't know what I'm going to buy. And now with the Xbox Series S coming out being so cheap, a lot of people are like, "Well, maybe I'll buy the PlayStation Five and a Series S." And you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, to I was going to say, like, lands. but there's got to be something like, like you got to be able to get to people like us and get us in, and get I, us information because we're big decision makers, not only for ourselves but people around us because of the information we have. But we we are the ones to know. We know the yeah. differences already. Like, we're not the ones that they need to get to. It's the mom and pops, like you're saying, those there. But even then, like, it's a lot different than it used to be for marketing. Because even like the day after the Xbox uh, Series uh, leak came out, I heard it on the radio. Yeah, people were just talking about it, right? And mm -hmm. like, it's getting out there. And I think a lot more people, to give them credit, are a little bit more savvy nowadays, especially because. Mm -hmm. A lot of our generations are those parents, and we grew up with a lot of this stuff that throughout that. So we know what to expect, yeah, for them too, right? So it's 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 changing compared to what it was like twenty years ago. That is fair. Speaking of Xbox, got another thing for you guys here: the Xbox Series S won't run Xbox. This is this is a very confusing sentence here. Xbox Series S won't run Xbox One X enhanced versions of past gen games. Yes, so what this means is that the Xbox Series S console is only going to be able to run Xbox One S versions of Xbox One games, which basically means there's not going to be much element of 4K in there. There's a little bit of 4K gaming, um, but not a whole, I mean, not comparatively to the X. The X is much more powerful. So did, when well, did they say that it was going to have a. 4K upscaler and 120 frames per second. Yeah, was that not part of their? Not 4K, I thought for the S. I thought it was 4K upscaling. Yeah, uh, but not so 1080p, but like 4 4K ups. If you have a 4K TV, it will display it at 4K, but it's not running it at 4K. No, no, it's not native 4K. It's an upscaled 4K. Yeah. And well, uh, I, I'm gonna need a drink after all that X and S and Xbox uh, yeah. talk right now because I'm getting kind of like. 
lost in the uh, in it's, the wave there. It's very poor. It's very poor. I, I, have, but... I have concerns about its tech, specifically from the standpoint of a potential baseline. Yeah. Uh, right. It has eight gigs of of RAM versus eight gigs is not enough for next gen. Like it's absolutely mm-hmm. not. Um, mm-hmm. And so that that raises concerns for me from the standpoint of what are Xbox One games. Like, are the Xbox One X games, are they going to make an Xbox One X version? Or are they just going to say, look, this runs on the baseline Xbox One Series X? And thus, like, doesn't really okay. take advantage of all the hardware that the Xbox Series X has. Yeah. I mean, it, you were, it, the you Series X about does... one before, right? Because you kept saying one. You're, you're... Yeah, sorry. I, I meant the Series okay. S. Yeah. No, just to clarify, it. just because. <laughs> no. Yeah, this is the shit we're talking about. <laughs> no, but, no. but yeah, like, it, my, my concern is this that, that the Series S has got a fairly decent hardware for that price. The SSD is far too small for a system that's completely digital. Um, but the, the system has some impressive specs for its price point that being said you now have a big uh, you know a fairly good sized gap between the series s and the series x mm-hmm. and so if i'm making a game for xbox you know am i going to make a series x version or am i just going to make a series s version and call it a day now on that note so i mean the i i, I, I think aside from danny the three of us play a lot of PC games. And in PC games, you're able to adjust that graphical slider, right? And, I mean, like, you were able to take a game from ultra settings, ultra beauty, all that kind of lovely stuff, and you can really break it down to having no grass on the ground. You can put it low yes. quality. I mean, it, it looks like you're playing, like, a 480 game. You, you know, the, you're, the, you're clunking yeah, around. Low-quality settings look like shit. Right? They do. But it, it already exists in the PC world that difference. So, to me, I I don't see there being, you know... The, I, I, I think they will be able to make a game, you know, pretty much full advantage of the Series X while also making a game that is going to still look good and play good on a Series S. Because to me, it should be just basically like one version is going to be ultra high settings. The other one's going to be medium to high settings. And the issue I've heard is for development wise, is that Xbox sets a standard like Sony and stuff that if it doesn't hit a certain amount to do it, then it shouldn't be able to run because this is not the product we want out there. And that's the difference, right? Because they can regulate it on their platform, whereas the PC is kind of an open range free market. You can have those sliders, you can adjust as you want because no one really gives a care, right? But you're now you're going up to these execs and saying, well, why is the S version not looking even half as good as the X version? Like it needs to be at that mark because that's the product we're putting out there. Why are we putting out there? No one's going to buy it. So that's where you're running into that issue, right? Where the PC is, their PCs, hey, you can upgrade this component if you want. But but the, you know, those are all different things. We yeah, are the, the series series S is in it's Series S at launch is enticing. Uh, <laughs> it lower price point, it, it runs the games and all that. But my, my concern is as you get to the end of this this next gen cycle, where the games are looking dramatically better than they, they are at the beginning of the cycle, just through you know better use of the hardware better you know the the developers understanding it and that sort of thing it is the is the xbox versions of these games going to be hobbled by the fact that it has to support this series s version well so it's one of these interesting things that so uh, real quick i'm gonna take a quick second we got henchman 05 in our chat who says can we all just agree that we're going to just play minecraft anyways I'm a big Minecraft fan. I, I love playing Minecraft, and I mean that game looks fucking <laughs> good Minecraft right now. 4K. It looks so good right now. Anyways, um, he also says there's no reason to buy an Xbox if you have a good gaming PC. To be honest, Xbox Game Pass rules. 100% right there, henchman. Both Will and I, we've talked about this extensively. We're both pretty much, I, I believe, Will, you are too, going to be uh, a PlayStation 5 and Game Pass PC player. Like, there's no real I, purpose. Yeah, I'm still getting that draw though. It's just, I've always bought both consoles. Right. It feels funny to me not buying both consoles. Almost dirty. You're like, oh, God, this is like, ah. I know, it's, it's, it's a first world problem. 
I'm willing to admit that. <laughs> um, but I, I'm, I'm sexy though, man. That's a good looking console. But so, but if I'm gonna buy one, I'm still gonna go with the X. Yeah. That thing is gigantic. So, Did you see those size wanna... comparisons? That thing is fucking huge. Oh yeah. Yeah. So is the PS5 though. One thing I want to sure. bring up here with you guys PS5 though. PS5 weirdly looks like a vagina, but whatever. One thing, <laughs> one thing I want to bring up here with you guys though is that the difference between like this whole like Series X kind of game and Series S kind of game, it already exists right now. I'm not sure if you guys know or not, but if you were to take an Xbox One original console and you were to hook a TV up to it and you were to play any game out there and you were to put it up beside an Xbox One X and you're going to do the same thing, you're going to notice a ton of differences. You're going to notice differences in the graphic output. You're going to notice differences in the loading times. You're going to notice differences in the color, like everything. But that's that's dependent on TV. That's also upscaling. That's... That's nothing to do with how it's made, right? No, but but exactly. That's what I'm trying, but but the, that's... the upscaling is all done on the actual system. Like, it's the hardware, right? Like, it's, you know, like... Yeah. But it had to be enhanced for the Xbox One X, right? But the enhanced is just... It's a piece it's, of software doing it, right? It, but that's, it's that's all not just settings. <laughs> it's really the, the... They're emulating it. They're not even yeah. running the actual software. They're emulating it on the xbox and then it's outputting to a, a higher resolution yeah yeah but this is I not know. running as it's developed like wes was saying yeah i i will say like the 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 all access thing that they're they're kind of rolling out even to, to new territories with this one where you can get a series s for 25 bucks a month or something like that is a fucking hell of a deal oh yeah when you consider that it includes game pass yeah yeah it's two years, twenty five bucks a month. Like Game Pass alone is like fifteen bucks a month. Yeah. So for like that plus the price of Netflix, less than the price of Netflix, you're, you're, you can have yeah. all. They of that. started that in the U.S. If I'm not mistaken, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, sorry, years before, but the last well, last generation with I think it was when the uh, the Xbox One X. I think so. Yeah, yeah. When it came out, they actually had yeah. that subscription service you could do, and do, they trialed that, and it did really well for them. So now they're yeah. continuing here, which it's a hell of a deal if if you're like more the the the, the budget conscious and that sort of thing. Like it's a fucking great deal. It is, and yeah. and I mean we're talking about the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate being a beast. Uh, we, we we got to end things off here very soon, but I'm going to add one little, one extra thing here. EA Play is now going to be included. With the game Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, so I mean you're talking uh, your FIFA, your Madden, your NHL. You're also talking your Battlefield games. You're also talking about Mass Effect, which there's a rumor Mass Effect trilogy coming out. And if that's the case, you'll probably find that immediately right over on Game Pass. You're talking about Dragon Age. You're talking like there's a lot of titles in EA's realm, and now those all those are on Game Pass. Like it's it's unreal. It's it's such a broken program. And I mean, I, I, I'm a store owner, okay? And, like, this, it, it frustrates me so much as a store owner because, like, when I'm when I'm trying to sell Xbox One games, like, uh, Gears of War 4, okay? Gears of War 4, I ended up selling something like 29 new copies of that game in its lifespan, right? You know, uh, majority of those always come within the first three to four months of a game coming out. That's when you're going to get the most sales, so in you know three to four years of it being you know out as a new game, I ended up selling twenty nine copies. Gears yeah, of War. That's, hmm? that's pretty bad. That's horrible. That's a number. I mean, I was waiting to see if he was gloating or not. I'm no, like, that doesn't sound like a whole lot. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that sounds like well, well, like, well, for for so for, for my story, it was okay. For my for my story, it was yeah. fine numbers. I, I'm okay with numbers on that. That's not the point. Gears of War <laughs> 5, you shitheads. <laughs> oh, that son of a sucks, Jake. Oh, thanks, you fuckers. That wasn't how I intended it. <laughs> no, but um, Gears of War 5. I sold five copies of, right? Hmm. And that came out last September. And again, like I'm saying, in, in the first four months is generally when you're going to sell the majority of the copies. And, and, and it's even at launch. It's you know, I'm saying four months. It's generally within the first two weeks. Okay, so 
the first two weeks, let's say I sold Gears of War 4, you know, like 10, 15 copies. I mean, just, just the sheer drop-off of Gears of War 5. I, I brought in, I think I brought five in for new sale. I didn't end up selling all five until close to Christmas. Yeah. Like, and it's... That the, probably speaks to Game Pass, because that was a... That came out day and day uh, yep. on Game Pass as well. Yep. And Honestly, that's I was one of those people that I had the I had it pre-ordered at Jake's store, and it was on Game Pass. They announced, and I was like, "Sorry, well, Jake, that's... like I don't see a reason to buy it because I can play it on my PC or my Xbox via Game Pass." And it's hard. It's hard to even. And it's like, yeah, they don't blame me there. And it's like, I've seen you know because I ran Xbox One games. I've seen the same thing hit there, where it's just like I stopped renting out Xbox One games, and it's like, fuck, man, like. It's killing me on the business side of things there, yeah. but for the it's consumer side, on the consumer, right. like I fucking love it. Like I, I'm in the opinion where I'm like, I'm not gonna buy an Xbox Series console because I don't need one. I just get the Game Pass Ultimate. I've got a wicked PC. I just play my games on the PC, and then I'll go buy a PlayStation Five for the other exclusives I don't get access to. But it's not like there's gonna be a single game that Microsoft doesn't release and put on the Game Pass. I, 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 they they've said it. They said every game that we put out that's exclusive of ours is going on the Game Pass. And it's like okay, so I don't need your console. <laughs> yeah. Which it, I brought it up too. I don't know if I don't know if Danny and Wes were when we were talking about it too. But anyways, is that it? Really makes me think that this may be the last generation of an Xbox console. I think so. Mm-hmm. If oh, Game yeah. Pass does well, why would they do the R and D to make a new console where they save that money and be like, hey? Game Pass is now open to PlayStation or uh, on Switch or Hail. Your smart TV can stream it from there. Why don't you just start streaming games from your smart TV? I've because mentioned... they're already starting to do that to your tablets and phone, right? Right. Yeah. I've mentioned it before that I think you know if we're talking 2027, 2028, because that's what we would be talking about when the next console generation comes around, that at this point in time, and I'm trying not to be biased on Xbox here. I tr- I'm trying, I promise. But because they've made those the move so far preemptively like they're already on pc they beat sony to pc sony's just getting out to pc and i don't know if it's the best move for sony's console long term to be releasing their games for pc because i think it just kind of puts more guys like me and will and and probably west too in a situation where it's like okay well if you're releasing all your games on one global platform then i no longer need to go and buy yours Right. Which I, yeah. And I, I don't think Sony's fully on board. I think they're no. looking at it still. I think they've had some issues with Horizon. Well, their XX came out and said that they're going to full, go full steam. And uh, we talked about this a couple weeks yeah, ago. They, and they've been updating Horizon. I know there have been issues, but they, they have been putting out some yeah. regular updates for that as well. But, and but fix it. Nintendo, Nintendo's the one console manufacturer that I think could produce a console in 2027 and still have a time of it. And possibly another one after that. And it has to do largely with the fact that they're portable. They're, they're, that's they're if the, they keep with the portable, right? If they don't do another portable system, though. <laughs> but, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I think there will still, like Jake says, uh, Nintendo is never going to be putting their characters on uh, on any other platform. You will never see it on a PC. Nintendo yeah. is going to keep Nintendo is going to keep it going, man, for for years and years to come. Danny, I don't, don't want to. I don't want to break it to you, but they've already gone into the the mobile phone market. That's another. Yeah, but none but of their mobile full phone games. and and doing it on PC. It's a, it's a quite a different yeah. thing, though. I think remember, I, I, the mobile games are not doing as as well. I, I to be honest, I don't. See, I probably was, won't see them releasing another game on mobile. I've heard the same thing that their mobile games weren't doing that good. and They put a pause. No, on it's not. They're they're. Well, I'm sure they're going to cancel. Really, poor mobile games yeah, if they did yeah. an actual port of an actual title they probably would have had better numbers than now but they yeah. made it and catered it towards mobile the old mobile gaming because mobile gaming yeah. market now is pretty much the game it's market. different well it was it's a gaming market right now because uh xbox just put the game pass out for uh out yep. on the apps but they're, they're having issues right now with apple too and their guidelines basically there's something about apple in order for the Game Pass or the X Cloud to go onto the Apple iOS, the X Cloud has to make a page for every game available. So they have to go in instead of just having an app that they download, they have to make an app of every single game, kind of that are. So it's a big. Microsoft's not not liking it, but uh, 
Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of manpower hours right there. Oh yeah, that's that's a lot. It's like, man, what are you talking about? And, and I mean, on the other side too, again, for the people using the phones, I don't want to have a hundred different fucking apps. No, 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 thanks, no thanks. But anyways, folks, that is it for tonight on Player to Player. We had a lot to talk about, a lot of goodies, everything from Nintendo to PlayStation to Xbox. So we hit all the big three. We talked about games. We talked about other news, and. uh as always, it's been a pleasure, gentlemen, talking with you. It's always fun chatting the video game news of the week. Yeah, always fun. Glad to be yeah. here. Yeah, I gotta say, I love my Monday. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's always an exciting day. So don't forget, folks out there, if you haven't already, give us a follow, give us a like, whether or not you're catching us live on Twitch or whether or not you're hearing us on YouTube or on one of your favorite podcast platforms. We're over on Apple Podcasts, we're over, which is iTunes, sorry. Uh, we're over on Google Podcasts. We're over on uh, Spotify. So go catch us over there. Add us to your favorite listings. Catch up on our episodes. And uh, you can catch us live again next Monday from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here at twitch.tv slash Northerners. Thanks for listening and have a great night.